Good evening. Uh, thank you, Asher, for leading us in song tonight. That was good. Now, to, tonight, I'm actually very sort of surprised that Pastor actually allowed me to have the opportunity to do this. He just sort of came out of just came out of the blue and asked me, oh, would you be willing to do a Wednesday night? I was like, mm. it's a bit terrifying, but sure. <laughs> I won't pass up the opportunity to try and give something that the Lord lays on my heart, which the Lord put on my heart last Sunday, something that he had dealt with, was sort of helping me to understand and come to a realization that it was a issue that I had to deal with and come to a point of just admitting that, Lord, you're right and I'm wrong. My mindset on this topic is not correct. So, Lord, I need your help with this. So, Lord, so tonight, let me just start with this. This is not a message. It's more of a testimony. So, can I get you all just to firstly open to 2 Corinthians 10 for me? We'll start there. Not carnal, starting in verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity everything to the obedience of Christ. I'll just pray now we'll get into this tonight. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come before you and I just want to commit this evening to you and just pray that Lord, you would be given the glory, Lord, for all that takes place tonight. I pray you just calm my nerves, Lord, and help me just to give what you've laid on my heart. And I pray that it would edify you and not myself. So, God, I just commit this evening to you. And I just pray these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not going to try and go breaking the Wednesday night sermon record of five minutes. I don't know if I will or not, but we'll see, see how we go. All right. So, first quick quick history lesson about me. My, I grew up in, the, in a in a um, Christian family, which was great. I, my mum and dad made sure we knew who God was, what the Bible was, and where the stand, and what was happening. Sorry, what was happening? What am I saying? Um, what the Bible stands over on certain things and what, what Jesus did on the cross. So we understood what this was growing up at home. I'm one of seven siblings. So coming to this understanding was, it was kind of just common knowledge growing up. So with this going on, I started to fabricate my own sort of sense of, I guess, this mindset of mine of what, what I held important. I started to sort of uplift certain things in my life, so that's such as my family. So I, this was what I started to do in, in my younger years. I put my family on a pedestal, thinking that we were sort of the best family. We were the perfect family, the role model, as it were. Or myself could go into the world would growing up with being around Bible teaching or even church. And you ask me a very, very arrogant and prideful way of thinking. <laughs> you can say amen to that. <laughs> and, and I also had this other way of my mind, which decided that I had to come up, was I decided this is how I would keep myself in a humble way. <laughs> I came up with, with the way I'd stay when I was, hang on, where am I? I'm sort of lost in my line of all these words. And I came up with a way I'd stay, hey, humble, there's my line, and to explain, and also I used this way to explain why or, or how come something didn't go the way I planned, it went, or why something went south. 
I would go to the mirror and physically say verbally and point to myself and say, you are trash, Aaron. You are the reason why this has all failed. You are the, the root cause of all the problems going on around you. This is why you don't deserve to be alive. This was my two mindsets. I had set my, on one hand, I had set my family up as the greatest example and my sort of foundation, as it were, going, this would be something that never moves away. This will be the perfect thing that I always need to come back to if life goes awry. But on the other extreme, I had told myself I was nothing. I had no reason to be here. I just skipped multiple points that I had there. There I had yeah, I had two extremes down to now I didn't even I didn't even be perfect myself. I had this high expectations of my family and my parents to always be perfect, but I didn't even try to live this out myself. Elf, I I did go out out off into the world. I had my time in the pig pen going to clubs and parties, being known as the guy with the lights in his shoes. I used to have dancing shoes with LEDs in them, and I'd go in, turn them on, go hit the floor or something, and everyone would be like, yes, that, guy, that guy's cool. That, like, that, was, that was who I was. But then through different circumstances, and praise the Lord through his chastening, he brought me back home and back to church. But I still held on to these mindsets of my parents were flawless, and that wouldn't change and they were my foundation at that point. Now in Luke 6, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is, whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when that flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that is without foundations, built on a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. And we're also referring back to 2 Corinthians 5, casting down imaginations and every high... Yeah, 2 Corinthians 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So I had elevated my family to this point of, yeah, they're, they're the thing that won't be moved. They are the foundation that I can look to whenever I need, need guidance or instruction. That's who I lean to. Very, very wrong way of thinking. So how did the Lord bring down my mindset and show me the foundations I, I had wasn't going to stand when certain... When life arises and when certain things happen because that was one big lesson I sort of somehow missed to teach myself was the fact that sometimes life just happens. So with certain circumstances that occurred, mum and dad had moved away as well as my brother who, he didn't move away but he, but I used to also be his basically second shadow. He went and got married which was great, I'm not saying that was bad, that was great. <laughs> But with all these people I had been clinging to, moving on with new chapters of their life, I felt like I lost everything close to me. I was now all alone and at rock bottom. Even got to that point where I felt like I hit the bottom, got the shovel and kept digging myself down. And without going into all the details, there was much more going on. There was 
sort of, sort of relationships and other things going at the same time, I came to see that my parents were normal, shock horror, <laughs> that had struggles and, and were far from perfect. And my way of being humble was completely wrong and wicked. But let me just stop and hear and say, hey, this, I love my parents. They were the best I could ever have. They are the best I could ever have. And I would never change them for the world. They did the best they could. And to me, they definitely fulfilled Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I guarantee you, there's a reason they can, yeah. I'll say again, I love my mom and dad. And without them, I wouldn't be in church today. They set a great example to follow. Dad is a man who practiced Ephesians 5.25, and mum will be, to me, a Proverbs 31 woman. They had put God first and made sure all of us kids knew about the Lord and what is right and wrong. I had just used them as my foundation instead of God and his word and law. So what is a goalie foundation? Now, here's where I've come up with all the verses I've got here. <laughs> so starting with Exodus 20 in verse 3, thou shalt have no other God before me. John 15, 4 to 5, abide in me and in all, and, in, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide I, I, in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So without Christ, without, without seeing, like knowing that you need to be close to him, you're going to be sort of just a dried up stick who will be probably thrown in the fire at some point. Samuel 2.22. Yeah, 2 Samuel 22. 2 to 4. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. My high tower... My refuge, my saviour, thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Also be saved from my wrong way of thinking. Proverbs 18. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Ephesians 2. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. And of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto the holy temple, and in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. And Hebrews 13.10, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Sounds like a much greater foundation than humanly parents who were fantastic parents but are still human at the end of the day who are definitely capable of letting you down, not being what you expected at all times. So what is the better foundation? Simple answer, God and his law, God and his word. It's a much more stable, much more firm and never moving and never changing foundation. Having the Lord Jesus as the one we run slash turn to in times of unrest or when our circumstances seem to have no way out and all hope is gone and we trust, as 
I have no full stop there, is gone. We can trust he will always follow through and work all things for good. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to, to them who are the called according to his purpose. God has a purpose for the valleys and trials. If it is to bring you, like if it is to bring you back to Him or help you understand Him and His mercy more, these are not wasted times. If you can learn from your, from the past mistakes or faulty ways of thinking, and be humble enough to say, "Lord, I need Your help with this. Teach me from my, my, my prior mistakes." These will not be wasted times or trials. Don't worry if you think Jesus doesn't understand and you. He knows what it's like to be at a point of feeling hopeless. As Jesus was hanging on the, on the cross, he said, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He understands what it's like to feel abandoned. So, he can tr- you know, so we can trust that he will come through if we are willing to lean on him in those times. Amen. Hebrews 4, 15 to 16 we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. Yet without sin, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. We can have boldness. When, we, when it comes to those points where we feel low and feel abandoned, feel like there's no way out, God says come to him boldly that we might have grace and help in time to need. When we need help, we can come boldly. We don't have to be timid and afraid. We can go running to him. We don't have to try and find a way around it and say, oh, like, let me try and earn some goodness, get some good points with God before I get it at his help. We go straight to him and we can get that help straight away. And I'd like to just quickly go over having a humble spirit. True humility is not whipping yourself. And beating, eating up yourself is denying, but beating up, beating up yourself, it is denying yourself and meeting the needs of others. And didn't Jesus meet the biggest need? Philippians 2.8. And being founded in fashion, found in fashion of, as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He met your need, aid of a savior. Now I just want to read out... Some verses just in closing. Philippians 2, 1 to 5. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of of mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Matthew 22, 37 to 40. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So just from Matthew there, have God as your foundation first. Make him your first priority. And the second is like unto unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law 
and the prophets. If you want to know what God's will is for your life, it comes in two easy steps right here in Matthew. Put God first and then love your neighbor as thyself. So what is the takeaway from, from tonight? Check yourself, Christian. For what is it we are trusting, holding on to to keep you afloat? When valleys, trials come, um, are you leaning on the things of God or something else? Is your mind on things of God? Do you have others on your mind or just yourself? Let's remember to have God first and foremost, then think of others as we do ourselves. That's all I've got for you tonight. Thank you.